episode 494 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that has several reasons to be excited. In this episode, we talk about 3D printed fabrics, Jurassic Park Dominion, and blasts from the past. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Luke. So get on our excitement level, because it's time for another episode. Woo! every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks and the most noteworthy thing about anyone's week this week is that luke gall is sitting in front of us ladies and gentlemen welcome luke gall to the show yes (laughs) i'm telling you production value has (laughs) <laughs> Production value has gone Fancy. through the roof since you've been here, Fancy. Luke. Fancy. You had to stop paying my salary, so you had a lot of money left over. That's true. Yeah, we've yeah. we've really been able to bank those thirteen dollars over the last eight years. Thirteen. Um, thirteen dollars. Nine. Patrick must have been taking a cut off the top. Always, because yep. he was the thirty-four <laughs> percent. So the running joke when we when this used to be an actual business, we we had this as an LLC. And the the running joke was it was it was three uh, it was shared ownership three 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 one 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 but you can't split a hundred percent three ways in a business right. so one person had to have one additional percent and Patrick always had the one additional percent and he reminded us of oh, it he would flex that so <laughs> oh yeah of relentlessly course. Uh, of course like, of course I expect yeah, I nothing wish we less we could all agree but really ultimately I decide because I got that extra percent <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. Um, so Luke, the, I own fifty one percent of this company. <laughs> Such motto. a friend. <laughs> Such a friend. Um, gosh, there's so many things. Like I don't have enough time in this episode. I think Twitch will end as a service before I could get out all of the things that I want to say. Um, having you back here, so uh, Patrick is not here for this episode. In case you've missed that. Um, <laughs> We just locked uh, Patrick is, in a room and turned into Luke. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's taking a night off, um, but he did get a very very competent pinch hitter in. And uh, so, Luke, why don't you kick us off with the around the table? Not much is going on. In you the have week like years to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> here's the thing: it, nothing has changed really. Sure. Like, uh, I, so for me, I can really talk about anything in the last however long because you guys don't know you can cherry pick pick your most exciting moments yeah this is your uh, highlight reel so that's what i went to (laughs) grab oh boy uh you guys are not gonna miss anything um i got so i've been uh trying to um get back to having an everyday carry of a knife i like having a knife in my pocket for opening boxes or just random little things or you know street fights yeah Mm -hmm. if i get called out and i need to throw down i'm ready for it um so i i picked up a james brand knife are you guys familiar with james brand at all yeah um i picked up a james brand about a year and a half ago but they came out with a new knife uh called a palmer and it is right here it is a utility blade yeah okay able to be uh taken on travel like in a plane because all you do is unlock it and pull the blade out and you can have a new blade and you don't have to worry about sharpening it so it's essentially just having a box cutter in my pocket which is nice uh but the blade is retractable and it's very small you can see it's you know pretty small yeah and uh i've been working with an old friend of ours uh sinner jim he's in here i think yeah i guess his name pop up jim are you over Uh, here where are you at jim yeah, he's here. Unless he already dipped. It might have got too boring for him. He might have dipped already. He's like, I've seen Luke today. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> he actually didn't see me today because my was six. So I was home. Um, well, it's been 10 minutes. He's bored already. No, I'm just right. kidding. Well, he has the attention span of a gnat. Um, but we use the uh, laser engraver. So it says uh, blade of box cutting. Oh, cool. <laughs> And then on the other side, it says uh, sharp as shit can cause bleed. 
<laughs> so so Jim did this with the laser cutter at Yeah, at yeah. So Synergy. I designed it that's and cool. uh we we cut it at Synergy. That's um, awesome. So yeah, that's that's probably the most uh oh he is still here. Hi Jim. That's probably, you know, one of the coolest things lately I've been carrying around and I really like it. I uh use it a lot. Other than that, like I said earlier, I've been DMing. So all of this stuff behind me is a mess of painting minis and sets and buildings and terrain and all this fun stuff. Uh, we're playing a homebrew campaign. Mm-hmm. So it's set in a world that actually another guy in our group, he DM'd for like three years in the same campaign. And now I am DMing this next uh, campaign in that same world. So uh, it's a lot, but it's really fun. Can So can you on the spot, can you grab like one of your pieces of like already pre-made terrain? Cause you, he used to post this stuff on social media or he had like a, what was the, um, what, Hey Luke, what was the name of the, uh, the, the image site oh, cool. that you used to upload these, these albums to? Oh, Flickr. uh, Flickr. Flickr. I just Flickr. thought of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a stone barn that That's awesome. I printed out and made. Uh, it goes together. It's actually cool. It's a open lock system. That's so you can awesome. uh, snap it apart and put the pieces together. Dang. You know, kind of like Legos. I love this. That's so yeah. good. So you build so, like all this stuff like custom for all your D&D campaigns, like full. Yeah, maps but now like ah, so now cool. it's made so we can use it whenever for anything. That's not freaking just, you know, really yeah, cool I made though. it for a certain part in a story and a certain set piece. The characters were trying to infiltrate this winery. Um, mm-hmm. and the rest of the buildings are over there, but, um, so I made that whole set and, uh, that was just two sessions ago. Um, but yeah, so I do this and now we have it so we can just use it. That's usually what I try and do. I print something and then we can just use it over and over again. We have yeah. like, but that's this still point, like really cool. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. But, we play yeah. on a like digital map. So like completely not. So like yeah. At all. So like, yeah. well, you know, I, the Neverland campaign, I originally mm-hmm. was part of that, and yeah. it was super awesome. But for me, like I've played table in person D anD D for so long now that if there's for me, there's just no comparison to like to it. Like digital, it's really hard for me to get into the game and into the story digitally because I feel like there's always a overlap on you know people talking over each other and you really have to like work hard to make that work. So it kind of takes you out of the story and out of the game, at least for me, it does Mm -hmm. um, because you're trying to be cognizant of everybody else around the table. And that happens in person, but it's a little easier to see, you know, nonverbal cues and stuff when people are going to start talking and all that kind of stuff. Uh, There's a question. There's a question that people are asking. So Jedi's asking, where do you store all of this? Everywhere. I mean, look at, I'm, everywhere yeah (laughs) Um, we play we play at another person's house and we have uh, a couple shelves set up with all kinds of stuff i'll 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 take a picture uh we play on wednesday so i'll take a picture and i'll throw it in slack or something yeah i'd love to see everything we have i'd love to see like your board all set up that would be really cool i can do that i've only ever played like online so like that would be it sounds like so fun to like have all the like things to play with yeah it it makes a really big difference and it's it makes it that level of immersion just that much deeper if you have the opportunity like i don't know there's always groups throw, you know throw it yeah, out they, and, yeah on twitter mm-hmm. and l- looking for a group or whatever you're in houston I, there's i'm sure there's a thousand of them oh, within yeah, a, yeah. a mile of you but there's I, i'm not even come, like complaining about like having only played online no, it's just no, like i've I literally never played like this before so like it seems just really it. like fun there's Go actually like it. a bar that's like not very far from where i live that has mm-hmm. an open D night and that me and Perfect. my friends like let's just see what this is like like you Do bring it, your yeah. character sheet and you yeah. can just play i have yeah. no idea what to expect but i think it'd be fun to just like try out <laughs> so i, I think that would be next cool. time that luke comes into town we'll do like a full day like where we just oh that would be from fun. breakfast until post dinner and we just break to eat and <laughs> we just run a a campaign for the whole day i think that would be super fun um mm-hmm. yes. and we can come with our characters already like we can pre-game it before yeah. luke gets here and get all of our character stuff together so that way when we sit down it's just like hey we meet and we go i Let's think that would be super fun i'm down 
<clears throat> okay, who are you tossing it to, Luke? I'm going to toss it to Lauren. Okay. Ooh, it's my turn. Uh, unfortunately, I've had kind of a slow, boring week. Uh, I've done a lot of like spring cleaning in my house and stuff. Uh, just that time of year needs to happen. Like, I feel like I usually am going like really, really fast and doing too many things. So it's nice to kind of have a bit of a breather week. Uh, I might be putting up some of my spring cleaning findings and stuff, uh, on the Slack after a while. Cause I've got some fun things in the mix, but, uh, I just, it's not like anything's wrong with it. It just, it's time to get rid of some stuff Yeah, and I have too many things. So, um, it's time to do that. Kreider did that recently, so I thought of that. So, you know, just time to clean things up. Uh, while I've been cleaning the house, based on Patrick's recommendation last week, so it's funny that he's not here, uh, I watched The Traders, and I think you started this too, right, I finished Andrew? it. I binged yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I binged it. Yeah, I, I didn't binge it. I just kind of like had it on throughout the weekend as I was cleaning stuff. Like, it I think it took me like four sittings probably to get through the whole thing, but I, I liked I it a lot. I don't know what the show is. What is it? So it's it's a really fun show. It's um it's basically like a giant really exaggerated version of One Night as a Werewolf. So it's literally like oh. 20 adults staying in a Scottish castle and it is hosted by Alan Cumming who's like the nice. character that he he has as the host is basically like I think he should be a villain for Benoit Blanc. No, like no, he's, he's so funny. He is, like <laughs> he is a Scottish Tim Gunn. <laughs> that is well, who he that, is but like show. combined with like a villain from a really bad James Bond. Like this guy would like not be good enough to be James Bond's villain, but like something in there. Like or what would have <laughs> happened to Paul Rubin had he evolved his Pee Wee character? That's yeah, what he was yeah, kind yeah. Of this like- is like if if. Pee Wee Herman were were like ha- like Tim Gunn's boyfriend. This is what he would become. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a great way of saying that. <laughs> that's a great way of saying that. He's like the star of the show, though. Like I I like him anyway. Like, but I think that after seeing him in this, he's going to be like blown up everywhere because he's <clears> so great in the show and totally ties it together. I think without him, it wouldn't be the same show at all. But the the idea is that there are like it starts off with like twenty people. And half are famous and half are, are norm, like normal are normals. Uh, I kept calling them the normies. Normies, <laughs> yep, normies. Yeah, and um, they like three people in the beginning are traitors, and they get to murder one of the other people, while the other people every day get to um, vote out whoever they think is a traitor. They don't know who. They don't know how many traitors there are. They know there's at least one, and there's at most five, but they don't know how many. Do they find yeah. out when somebody's voted off what they were? Yes. yes. Okay. Like w- the moment when they're like voted werewolf. off, they they literally have to like go into a, like a circle of truth and like say they're, they're so dramatic. They're like, and before the last time you leave this castle ever, please reveal if you're a traitor or a faithful. Like <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. I have to check it out. Yeah, it, it's just so exaggerated and so over the top. Like I definitely think there's like some tweaks that I would make between season one and two, but it's such a compelling show. Like the way that they edit it, the there's like a cliffhanger at the end of every episode that makes you like want to at least start the next episode to find out like who they voted off or like whatever and then you'll get completely sucked into everything um i do think like overall like i i think it was maybe like too hard to figure out who the traders were and i don't know how to like Mm. even that out a little bit like even telling them a number of how many there were would have i think at least been some advantage that feels fair because like I just felt like the games that they have like don't actually reveal anything because there's That's no true. there's no motivation for anybody to do bad because like all the money that they're winning in these games goes to the same pot whether the they win pool, or lose yeah. based on if you are a traitor or not so like I don't think there's like any way to actually know like based on people's behavior in those games or anything if that helps so like I wish there was like some little more way to like kind of suss out clues that happens next time. I think it was like a little unbalanced with that. I don't know if but, you agree. Andrew. But the people who, but the people who were traders were really good. Like that's, I do like, think they were, they were yeah. fantastic game players and, and they're seasoned game players too. And sure. I, I watched this show going utterly impressed with how well um, they, they did like it, it's poker face. 101 like that's if you want to know if you want to know um how to how to get a poker face watch watch how they do traders there's a couple of slip-ups and both slip-ups both times that the people Mm -hmm. overplayed their hand they paid for it and so (laughs) um in that regard i don't think that the game is is not is out of balance i think they just did a really good job of hiding it well that's the hardest thing with like a hidden betrayer game is there has to be you almost have to balance it or or tip it in the way of the traders because it's too easy to root them out if they don't have 
a little bit of an advantage. I felt like they had a lot, a lot, a lot of advantage, though. I don't, I don't, I don't they, agree. But maybe it was just like the way that they played it. But like, I did feel like I just wish there was like something built into the game that helped reveal that at any point in the whole show. Because like having there, there not actually be any detriment to like going against the group or go, like, you know, like there's no reason for them to do anything different. That's that's the that was my one. That's my one bit of feedback is make the challenge, make the challenges be weighed differently because um, because then, yes, like make it then so the that the trader like, has a motivation to tra- act yeah, differently. If the trader, yeah. if the trader does something to hinder the the game, then they get an additional ten thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, that like that's that's a great a idea. bonus at the end of the game or something. But yeah. but the the actual like the how they how they hide things and how they reveal things, I think, is actually. And I've watched a ton of these shows. Like, yeah, I, you've watched I, way more than me. I so live for these kinds of shows, it, yeah. and I think that they did it almost flawlessly. And mm-hmm. I, and I enjoy. I I could not believe how much Patrick was actually right this time. Yeah, um, like yeah, I, I was watched surprised the how first much I liked it. <laughs> episode with him, and within within twelve hours or within fourteen hours, I had watched the entire season because it yeah. was that. It's good. very addicting. Yes, Dang. yeah. I think it was really good. Another thing that I just like didn't think worked out the best in the end that like just to nitpick is that like celebrities and the normal people like I know like having the celebrities made an excuse for like new people to check out the show and like part of the reason that it was interesting is like oh I know those Bravo people that's kind of fun but I don't think in the end that that was interesting because like it just kind of puts them on uneven ground with the other people like they obviously like like are just like get more camera time get more like involved because they're just but more used to this kind of thing. I just yeah, kind of but they're also pre- just better. We can, but, well, I can all agree that celebrities are better people than us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should have been all one way or all the other. Like, I don't sure. know what the benefit of mixing it really brought to it in the end. And I think having like all people you kind of know a little about or all people who are total strangers would be a little bit better in my opinion. Well, I mean, celebrity draws viewers. I know right? this. I was like, I totally get why they did it for this first season. I think yeah. it like is a great way to draw attention to a new show that like sure. people haven't heard of. And it's on Peacock, which not everybody even has. So like totally get the strategy of like marketing. I just think like a, a, next season I would be cool with one way or the other. I don't think sure. it needs to be that mixture. I don't know. I don't think it added a lot to it. Cool. But yeah, super fun show. Um, and then, yeah, just watching the last of us still, uh, really enjoying that mm-hmm. and, um, Ooh, getting ready for this episode. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Just just okay. saying I really liked it. Uh, <laughs> um, and then tomorrow, I've been getting ready for this and watched Return of the King twice already. So we got Culture Osmosis tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Uh, we're going to be discussing what Andrew thinks of Return of the King now that he has finished the whole thing. Don't say anything today. You're going to save it for tomorrow. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, we still have our contest reminder or contest going on. Sorry, I'm reminding all of you. <laughs> uh, so if you want to act out a scene from any Lord of the Rings movie, not the Hobbit movies, The Lord of the Rings, you can win one of these cool art books I have back here. So just uh, act out a scene from your favorite movie, send us a video, and we you have a very good chance of winning one of these. There are not very many entries. <laughs> yeah, right now it's almost a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going to walk You're gonna walk home with it. And they it. are very nice art books, so you want to win one. And then other than that, uh, this Thursday we have a new episode of Drawing Board coming up with uh, Andrew and Doc. They're going to be continuing to work on Andrew slash now Doc's uh, Write a Frankenstein piece. It was going to yep. be really cool. Mm-hmm. So this is our first like two part one, Rick, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. We're, so we're going to keep continue. fleshing it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of all, <laughs> all our reminders that I've got. Uh, Andrew, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so a couple things. Patrick, a couple weeks ago, talked about um, this, this toy that he got for Cooper and I for Christmas, and I have it now. So I'm just going to show in uh, glorious oh, yeah. high definition. Ooh. Here's the... Here that thing is, is really cool. The um, wooden Lego uh, minifig, like giant minifig, mega fig. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But here's here's my beef with it. So it comes with all these pieces, and Patrick has talked about it. So I'm not going to get go into too much um, depth on it. But it doesn't move. Oh it's no! Like, the it's arms made out don't of, move. Nope. It's made out of all individual pieces of wood, as you can see. But yeah, they're they're completely glued. Move. Oh, completely no. glued. The only thing that moves are his hands, and his head doesn't even swivel. Yeah, it's stupid. That's, that's we, silly. We determined that um, when when I got there, and, and Patrick was quite disappointed. But it, it is it is still, it's still really, really cool. But it just would have been like the extra touch. But no, I guess maybe it's it, not like, cool. It's not had, cool. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it would have been like 
maybe there's a reason. Like maybe it didn't stand up or something. I don't know. They just don't no, like us to have fun. There's no reason. It's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> um, the other thing that I want to show you guys is a game that I uh, backed on Kickstarter uh, for quite a while. Um, for Not for quite a while. I backed it quite a while ago. Um, sure. I, I think it was like just at the beginning of, uh, like right at the, the very beginning of COVID. So it's been, it's been a minute since I backed it. Um, but it's finally here, and that's called uh, The Forest of Pangaea. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, what's really cool about this game, I have another game that's similar, at least in, in artwork on front, um, uh, called oh. Photosynthesis, and you grow, yeah. you grow trees, right? So yeah. um, you've played Photosynthesis, I'm guessing, based on that reaction. Yeah. Um, so what's different about this game is you play as a, wo- like a, a, wood, uh, a woodland elemental, Okay. And so you've got uh you've got these um creatures and these are all like the boards for the different creatures that you play as. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, they're like little wood nymphs and oh, I like that one. Yeah. Um and you you do essentially the same thing. You you grow a tree from a seedling all the way to a full-grown tree, but what's different about this game um than the let me let me grab one of these that's It's not fun. This game is terrible. <laughs> um, what's different about this game is how, like, the mechanic of how they build these things out. So you start with a seedling, and here's a seedling. It's all it's a painted meeple. Okay. So all already the quality is is up a notch from yeah. photosynthesis because photosynthesis everything is cardboard. Now it is yeah. like two and a half dimensional cardboard because you you yeah. kind of um, you like socket. I forget uh-huh. how you say that, but like you socket them together. Oh, um, yeah. The uh, uh, Synergym is still stuck <laughs> on the fact that there's a non-moving Lego uh, thing. I'm with you, buddy. It's stupid. Um, these are the. This is the the particular character. So this is the one that you said that you liked. That one's really cool, Lauren. This yeah, is the it one looks that, like yeah. the forest spirit from uh, Princess Mononoke. So these these actually these actually nestle into this like double. Oh, cool! Doing Old this backwards is really penis hard. antlers. There we go. <laughs> it sockets into this little uh, this little board, right? Did you say I'm sad I can't. Antlers? I'm really sad yeah. I can't title the episode "Old Penis Antlers." <laughs> we'll all know what it, what the title mm-hmm. is in our hearts. That was That's Patrick's fine. nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's how the trees work. So the trees are also wood. These beautiful little trees. Oh, and, those are cool. And then when you grow the tree, you just. Put another thing oh, on top. Oh, that's fun. And then oh, I like you that. just put another thing on top and you oh, just stack cool. the tree. And it uh, looks really cool. That each, is really cute. Each tree has its, or each character has its own color base. And so the trees uh-huh. change colors. Uh, so you can uh, see the differences on the on the map. Um, so is it like photosynthesis where everybody has their own trees? Or can you build on top of other people's trees? You can only build on your own tree. Uh, okay. So it, it's, yeah, so... Uh, in photosynthesis, you harv like your tree grows and then you harvest it. I got so that, that yep. you can build more trees because you only have you have a finite number of trees. I haven't right. played this game yet, so I should say I haven't um, divened into this game on an actual play <laughs> level yet. Um, but it looks beautiful. It it's it took long enough to get, so I'm hoping that's really yeah. super fun. So looks um, cool. Components look great. Forest of Pangaea, and the the name of the publisher is something. And uh, Thomas Games, Thomas Frank Franken, Thomas Franken designed it. I don't know. It's beautiful. Look it up. Well, there'll be a link to it. It's a four player game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And um, finally, the last thing uh, from my week is I have been. Just absolutely enamored with this season of the of the circle. This has been mm. the best season of the circle to date, in my opinion. What, it what is, season is this now? Season five. Oh wow! For so, the for, for the American. I only circle. watched season one. Wow. Yeah, I've watched circle. two seasons, and then I I I got bored in season three. Why is five so much better? It seems like they have a better mix of catfish to real player. Okay, uh, and it seems like they're doing a better job of showing the communication between them. There's a lot more like interpersonal chats. 
um, yeah. which help. And maybe those have always existed, but they didn't they didn't live in the edit the same way. Right. Um, and then the actual personalities who are in this this time around are so lovable. Um, I, I truly am rooting for many of them. And uh, it's it's just a really it's just a really captivating season. We yeah. are two episodes, I think, away from the end. It's hard they, to stop watching. It's very they, much like they the trader. Do they do that one in a drop altogether or they release it weekly? Uh, they release it sequentially or they, they release it um, every week on Netflix. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, and that the last episode aired last week. So like it, ju- this season just ended. So. Um, oh, okay. So there's still a few more to go though. I get you. Got it. There's still, no, there's. Or that you have left. Yes, I mean. yes. Yeah. I didn't watch any of this season until it ended because I just, it was just backlogged with a bunch of stuff. And I'm glad because. There's certain shows that are better to binge. <laughs> binging, like, I, I don't know how. Th- this show is the king of, uh, or queen, of um, cliffhangers. Like, like I yeah. never can end this show and just wait until next time to watch it. Like, it's always, okay, can we watch the first five minutes of the next episode? Always. Like, I, I never get away with just a clean break at the end of an episode. Um, so, The Circle, season five, killing it. Uh, maybe once you watch it, and I, be- I think you would love it, Lauren. Once you watch mm-hmm. it, um, we'll talk more about it. Maybe but I'll it- give it another try because I don't even remember if I finished watching the first season. Season one was good. Um, we did. They did bring back Shuby, who was from season one. Yeah. He's the nerdy kid who didn't like social media. So they brought him back. He was a uh-huh. catfish this season. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, But he was the only bring back. And honestly, he was my least favorite. And I loved Shuby the first time around. So like, mm. if that gives you a point of reference, he was one of my favorites in the first season. And he wasn't, he didn't even make my radar in this season because of okay, how great much better. the other personalities are. So mm. um, there's a deaf, there's a deaf contestant and she has an interpreter with her. And she is, it's so interesting and it's so cool to watch how, how they interact and, um, for, for her to teach other players, ASL only like, like only typing to people, right? Like having to explain how to do ASL. So it's, it's just cool. It's just a really cool thing. So, um, anyway, that was uh, my week. Hopefully I'll finish that up either tonight or tomorrow and, uh, be able to close the the book on that one so um i think that's gonna be it that's it for our around the table so up next let's head over to our master categories every week we talk about the dice we rolled the week before those dice give us our categories we then pick our topics based on those categories or if we're patrick we get someone else to pick uh the topic based on that category uh and so we are gonna just kick things off with luke again he is our guest and it would be mm-hmm. uh rude of us to not let him go first okay patrick bequeathed me with fashion uh and you know i uh i uh am pretty fashionable i have been known to uh get dressed up no, I, I don't at all. I've been known like, to. When was the I've last time you wore a color other than black? I've been known to uh, wear clothes. I have gray sweats on. <laughs> They're more of a as charcoal a, gray. <laughs> oh, as a top. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, when was the last time you didn't wear a black blouse? <laughs> a black blouse. <laughs> um, oh. No, so uh, I thought. Okay, how do I how do I bring fashion into this after you told me what he had? And I have actually just been experimenting because uh, I thought it would be cool to check out. Uh, there is um, a thing called uh, 3D printed fabric. Uh, yes. And that is uh, slowly making its way into like cosplay and some of that stuff. Now, 3D printing has been very prevalent in cosplay for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been able to print, you know, helmets and full armor and weapons and all kinds of stuff for cosplay. Uh, but fabric kind of lets you um, get a little bit more creative. Uh, and it's uh, a little easier since you don't have to make it all by hand. You can just let a machine do it. Mm-hmm. And so I've been uh, playing around with a couple different uh, designs for 3D printed fabric, and I've I've done a couple of them. This is one, yeah, that Ooh. is a uh, PLA is based. Cool. It acts uh, like fabric in that it's it kind really of cool. will slouch, but it's I it has no like... stretch. I assume. <laughs> wait, wait, it, is that really. the official yeah. term? Does fabric slouch? <laughs> yeah, or does it drape? <laughs> 
Does it drape? No, it slouches. Obviously slouches. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> You're the expert. I'm sorry. This I'm is your character. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. When it's That's 3D you. printed, it slouches. That's on me. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be printed. I, I feel like the uh, texture, the weave is a little small. So you can mm-hmm. see it does stretch slightly. Yeah. But I feel like if it was printed bigger, it would probably have a little bit better elasticity or, or, or bend. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, it's a little tight. And if you go one way, it's kind of hard to go the other way. Uh, but if you flatten it out, it's a two-way stretch, way. not a four-way. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. so the cool thing about three D printing is there's multiple materials. Um, you have things like uh, TPU plastic, which is a more flexible plastic, or there is a thing uh, that is flexible PLA. And that I was printed. printed? This. Yes, that's this crazy. is printed. Oh, that stretch is nice. My yeah. word. That's so, crazy. Can I can uh, I have you print me underwear in that? Yeah, <laughs> can for sure. What's uh, the what does it feel like? Like what's the texture? Is it like so, smooth or like? Yeah, it's very smooth. It so it adheres to the build plate. Uh, so this was mm-hmm. printed on this machine here. So it's a it's a filament based. So it's that plastic spool is extruded to an, a nozzle and put down on the bed. And this flexible PLA sticks really well to the bed, so it was kind of hard to get off because it's so thin. Mm-hmm. It just you know would yeah. tear when you tried and pull it off. So that's why there's a bunch of. Did you crisp? It almost looks there. like tool. Like it really yeah, does. It's very yeah. much like tool. It it, it feels like um, almost like screen, but like yeah, I was gonna say it looks like a screen, screen. door. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've seen people do is is use something like this, like tool. And actually print. Um, I don't. I tried to print some of it, and the, it failed. The, like shapes on it. Yeah. Sort of. so yeah. You, you I've, I've, that's what I've print, seen. Yeah. Uh, like a little. You know. Let's say it's a hexagon or something. You would print uh, three or four layers of that. Put the tool on top, and then continue the print. And then you have essentially fused your tool into those designs. Uh, it's and that really has, cool. I've seen people cool. do like armor scales or like. Um, yep. It looks like. <laughs> like in Halo, like the needler, like has all those yeah, like needles yeah, sticking yeah. out. So, it looks yeah, like I've all the little like one. organic spikes like sticking yeah. out of it, and it's like in the fabric. It, yep. I saw that, and I was like, oh, the possibilities! Like this Absolutely. is so cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's. All, I think that's what I love about the three D printing community is just there's so many people, and it's really so accessible now to get into that people just use their imaginations and like run with it. They're like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you can do that. Well, what if you did this and then mm-hmm. just try it? Like the, the idea of starting a print and then adding something like this in the middle and then fusing pieces together. It's just, you know, you don't have to use pure plastic. You can use other. Yeah. I've seen people use like, like some kind of thin netting materials. Yep, like exactly. they were saying to go get yep. like, yeah, yep. that's insane. So, that, that mm-hmm. would be sweet. When, yeah. when are, when are we going to see the first fully printed outfit, Luke? From me? In general. <laughs> oh, that it exists already. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've actually, seen them at conventions. I like think, a lot of the newer uh, like Mando costumes do that. Yeah. Adam Savage just I think he just had somebody on his uh tested YouTube if within the last month of somebody that does full like 3D printed cosplay stuff. And it's I, like I, insane. I know that we're talking about I know that it's heavily prevalent, um heavulent, some would say. Uh, <laughs> like the yeah, helmets and like sure. the and body armor and weapons. I'm talking fully printed. The fabric that the clothes are made out of, un, like the under oh, underneath clothes. I'm question. saying, when is the first fully printed outfit going mm. to come into the market? That's what I want to know. That I don't know because I mean I think it probably could be done now it, with like a nylon. The problem yeah, like with anything kind of that's like maybe. a cotton is is. You know, all 3D printing, most 3D printing involves heat, so it just doesn't translate well to <laughs> <laughs> to cotton. Well, um, but there is like latex clothes and stuff, so like you, if sure. you, like there's all different kinds of materials you could use and like experiment with. So like, I don't think that that's probably like very far off from where no, people I'm will sure be able to make clothes. It's just kind of like probably like a just got to find like the right type of like filament or whatever to use to print this with, and then it'll be like a whole new ball game. And you and what do I need to do? Do I need to send you my waistline, like yep. length, like for yep. uh, for my underwear? Okay. Yep. Yep. Just send me, <laughs> uh, you know, what style you want. If you want uh, boxers or briefs, uh, I or think you a, should you know, get a to thong choose. or something. I'm a boxer <laughs> brief guy, but with a thong back. 
All right, done. <laughs> done. I, I will make sure that the thong is uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, good <laughs> luck. <laughs> uncomfortable for some may not be uncomfortable for all. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm, um, willing, I'm, I'm willing to try. Okay. So. Uh, that's a good, that was a good category. I don't know that you, yeah, that's that, really anyone cool. would be able to beat that. That was good. And it was oh, like fully you, which is, uh, yeah. incredible. So Way I like go. how you took fashion and definitely made something like totally different out of the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. Very good. Um, all right. Who are you tossing it to? You know what? I, I feel like I'm going to send it to Lauren. Yeah. That's a good idea. Lauren has a lot to say. I think. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> We're going to make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I got film and I got a four, so that means I can do anything that I want. And just for fun, I decided to watch Jurassic World Fallen King or Dominion this weekend, which I realized came out this summer. And it is insane that I have not seen a Jurassic Park movie that came out this long ago. But yeah, I waited. That's, ins- that's insane to me. Well, everybody told me that it like wasn't good. And I wanted this movie to be good so badly that I was just oh. like, maybe if I wait, so, it'll like, get better. <laughs> <laughs> I can like stomach it more or something. Or I don't know. I just put it off because like so many people told me they didn't like it. And yeah. it kind of just like made me bummed out. Cause like I, I just want to go back to the time before this movie came out. And when like we saw, we knew that the like original Jurassic Park like trio of like Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern were coming back. I love all three of them. They yeah. are awesome. Like that's such a cool idea. Uh, I liked that this was kind of going to go off on the like dinosaurs rule the world. Like actually, like they're everywhere. Those like promos that they had coming out before the I thought movie. we were going to see Dinotopia. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Actually, and like I loved those those like previews that they had, where it was like short films of like dinosaurs in the world. Like there's one where like a I don't remember what kind of carnivore like attacks like a campsite, and there was like one where like they they wreck like a drive-in. That's what I want a movie of, honestly. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, and after I saw this movie, I was like, I would have just watched two and a half hours of those shorts instead of this movie and been so much happier because what they tried to cobble together for this movie is so bad it makes no freaking sense and. And I think that this came out long enough ago, and I think both of you have seen it that we can do like kind of a full spoiler it. review. It's funny that you oh, say great, that. Oh, great, great, yeah. Because it. it's on Amazon now, so yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull the bandaid off and watch it. Well, I had no interest in seeing the theater. I was like, mm, I don't think so, and then I forgot about it, and then yeah, it, I just saw it on Prime, and I was like, okay. I have nothing to do. And I felt as I recall, I lots of good of movies came out around the same time too. Right. So it was just like pushed to the bottom of the list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is painfully not good. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would say it's worse than fallen kingdom. Cause I literally don't remember anything that happened in that movie. So other than like, it took place in a mansion and at the end there was a clone girl. Like that's about all I remember. <laughs> like, so I mean, you got the gist of it. That's really, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, it has to be better than that. And it wasn't because for some stupid reason, they decided to make a dinosaur movie about giant locusts. Whose idea was this? Like, what a terrible, weird... I This was a train of thought that I was just like... At first, I was. it was like, you have too many movies at once already because the, like, original trio and then new trio felt completely, like, separate movies that didn't need to be together at all. I would have thought one or the other could have been totally fine, especially when they're running around at the end and they have, like, ten people that they're trying to get on the helicopter. I'm like someone's gonna die this is ridiculous no you can't escape with this many people like you are this is not gonna be good um and then they all make it miraculously because like things just like are solved so easily in this movie but then like they also throw in this plot with the like super locusts that are from the like amazon type place and i was like what are we doing like a dinosaur movie is enough i don't need a secondary disaster on top of the original disaster like it's so confusing (laughs) But you did you did need a reason to get back there because otherwise people weren't going but back. But I think there. you could have just done the thing where they're like exploiting the dinosaurs for medical shit. Like that was weird enough. Like No, <laughs> it, we needed the locust. The locust was And my then, and then part. honestly kidnapping the little girl would have also brought them into there because they wanted they needed her for the solution. So that could have brought all of them there. And they're like, "Oh, the only guys who know how to break in Jurassic Park were the guys who did it before. Alan Grant did it in Jurassic Park 3. Let's call them." I don't know. Like I I just think like trying they worked so hard to get those original 3 guys in there and like nothing about it worked very well like i on, i did like their stuff more i guess than the new people's stuff because i was like yay it's them but then so many bad things happened and i was just like okay you guys are losing me so fast here like 
so fast. It was just so disappointing. Like the callbacks that they did were so awkward and like weird. Like, and then they made callbacks to like the first couple Jurassic World movies, but then just ignored the other like two Jurassic Park movies. It's just so confusing. It's so. So this for me was the first Jurassic Park that I could remember that the bad guy didn't feel bad. Like he was so stupid like like so like well like john hammond isn't really like a villain well he was i think john hammond was blinded by the idea of dinosaurs versus Mm -hmm. like at least he had this like oh i want to bring dinosaurs back because we haven't had dinosaurs like this guy was just it was all money but he wasn't even like like he wasn't even mean or bad or like evil. See, like, I, he, I, was he was just a blank things. character. Yeah, he was just so blah. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Newman. What's his character's name in Dog- Dodgson? Dodgson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Dodson. No. No. That's no? the that's the guy. That's the guy he's talking to. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Um, so he's going Dodson. Dodson. We got Dodson here. Nedry. The- Nedry. Sorry. Okay, Nedry. Yeah, Nedry. Yeah. Yeah. Nedry. I think is the villain of that movie. I yeah, don't, I guess I've that's never true. Seen, that's true. I've never yeah. seen John Hammond as the villain ever. I saw him as a as a gregarious, um, like rich guy who has a little bit too much money and a really wild dream, and maybe it's misguided. But the the villain, yeah, of that I guess movie you're right because he's like actually trying to steal things and like yeah, do and he a shuts down nefarious. the power grid that in a lot of yeah. ways is what causes this this thing. So like. You you have to argue. You have to okay, wonder. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, you have to wonder if if Jurassic Park would have even gone down the way it went down had had he not compromised the security system. Sure. Right. Yeah, everyone would be fine if this, if that hadn't happened. But that <laughs> well, goes back I think to, until a point give me like that guy. But I, I think it's like kind of the point of that movie is like inevitably somebody will do this. Like that, like people are sure. just like born to do this. Just like they had to bring the dinosaurs back. Like, <laughs> have you ever read the book? Uh, yeah, I have actually not. I don't know. I've never read like the sequels, but I have read the original. Okay. Jurassic um, Park is a lot like Chernobyl. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that this this was like it had potential to be so much fun. And they just threw in so many extra weird things that it just like was a really difficult pill to swallow. And like there's there's some really fun moments of it. Like I think that the the scene when they're in Italy and they find the like dinosaur black market and that huge fight breaks out there. Like that just kind of kept getting more exciting and was really fun. And then like the Velociraptor chase through the city that was like totally ripped off born identity was freaking awesome. (laughs) But it's just like cool. Like it was the same footage. They just replaced uh, Chris Pratt's head and yeah. Yeah. And then the Raptor with like the Mm -hmm. guy doing parkour or whatever (laughs) on another motorcycle. (laughs) It was just found footage that they just replaced. Yeah. So I think like they had some really fun moments. Like there's also some shots that are like really creepy and scary. Like there's that, they had a little bit of this in the trailer, but we're, Bryce Dallas Howard has to like crawl through the mud and like get into that puddle just in time for that like big dinosaur with the giant claws to like not see her. Like that was pretty good. And there's that part at the end where like they're in the mines, super fun. Like we can agree that that dinosaur is Nosferatu, right? Like they, uh, all the way that they did all of the all of the things with the big claws is just oh, like yeah. the the original like Dracula like creeping around the corner with these claws. Like it, yeah. It, I it kept thinking like, like this is like, felt a, like a horror theme. movie. It felt like yeah. a classic, like a classic universal monster movie. Those um, moments where those it did moments. that were great. Yeah. Like I think that was really good. Like there's some moments where they're in like the mines creeping around in the dark and they run into the dinosaurs that I liked. Um, the, the part with um, where it's like the very end where the like Dilophosaurus like comes out of that tunnel and like the fan spreads out. Like that was a really good like single moment where they're just yeah. like really good and scary dinosaurs again. I but agree. I just, loved this movie. Oh, you did? <laughs> did you really? Okay, all the like, things that you're describing, I'm like, yeah, that was fun. Like, that I was think fun it was, like, me. there's some fun things, but I just feel like overall, like, it's such a confusing movie. Like, they also, like, introduce these, like, killer locusts or whatever, and, and you see them eat a bunch of crops, but it's never actually clear if they can eat people, and then they lock a bunch of the characters in a room with them, and I'm like, am I supposed to be worried for them? They they only eat grass, as far as I know. Yeah, like, I, I what don't is, think the like, idea was that scary. They, I think the idea was that they would nest in them. 
Right, like I, I don't really understand what what that was supposed like if they were dangerous to humans. No, just I just because didn't understand. something doesn't eat you does not mean that you want it on you. Yes, yes, <laughs> but they were acting like they were going to be killed by them, and it I was, was like, this, I don't really. Big. <laughs> How would you feel if you were locked in a room with a hundred? I would of these be things? working to get out of that room as fast as possible, not just cowering on the floor. Reminds <laughs> me of it. Reminds me of the traitor. Reminds yeah. me of the traitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead <laughs> of cowering down, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, I think that like I I just wish that this like this movie has some fun moments, but it just overall just felt like a big dumb action movie and not like a very good Jurassic Park movie. I think if they had taken out the stuff and tried to just make this its own thing like alone, it would have been better off. But trying to get all this Jurassic Park stuff into this movie was just a bit too much. Like Can I kind of yeah. almost wish that if they they just start with new characters and dinosaurs everywhere. Can <laughs> we agree that this movie was simultaneously 100% made for you and 100% not made for you. Not intended Yeah, I think that they I think there's good intention where they tried to make this movie but like I I think that there's just stuff that like had to have been cut out because they crammed so much stuff in. Like I think that that CEO Let's see the Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Let's have the let's have the extended edition of Jurassic World Dominion, please. Give, give a, <laughs> just give a fan all the footage and have them recut it and see what happens. Yeah. But I do feel like there had to be something with that CEO that they were like hinting at. Like there's just stuff where he had like weird quirks, but like it didn't go anywhere. So I just kind of felt like I wanted like one more scene of him actually acting more evil or something. Like I didn't care about him at all. Like, yeah. And I didn't care about his motivations or anything. Like he just wanted money. Okay, cool. Like every bad guy wants money. Like what? Like it just was boring. Yeah, and then, like, if their goal was to, like, control the world's food supply, like, I wish they'd just been direct about it, and he's like, no, my plan, or I don't know, right. like, <laughs> it was just kind of felt like, like, it, whole, like another I, thing. When he was, <laughs> the whole uh, scene when they first get to the island, he's like, where are my bars? Does anybody have one of my bars? Like, yeah. what? Like, is he, <laughs> it just was so dumb. I will say the silver lining in that movie was the score. The score was great. I think that there's some fun stuff. I liked their... I liked I, I like and I don't like how they added so many new dinosaurs because it is cool that they are trying to kind of add more diverse dinosaurs, but it makes no sense because it's like, well, where did this DNA come from? Like you said that the last one was like genetically engineered. And so like now they would be intentionally just copying dinosaurs that already exist somehow. Like, I don't know. This is very confusing train of right. logic on some of that stuff. And then I, I also was just laughing because they're like, we're going to give dinosaurs feathers. That's what people have been complaining about. And I'm like, Jurassic Park dinosaurs don't have feathers. This is a, a franchise raptor with feathers yeah. that can swim. Okay. I was like, I, I liked the idea of like them trying to do like I think that was actually supposed to be like an Archaeopteryx, a different type of dinosaur. I don't know if they swim. No idea if that's true. But they have feathers. Like that's a big thing. And so like that's where the whole theory came from about. But it's like this is not a franchise where the dinosaurs have feathers. They don't evolve, re-evolve feathers when they look this other way. And then also like if you're gonna try and be more scientifically accurate, you cannot have the dinosaur swimming in ice water. They're cold blooded. They would all die. Like that's just the funniest thing to me. <laughs> I'm gonna restate. <laughs> what I said a second ago. Is it possible that this movie was entirely made for you, but also is, completely this, wrong for you? I said this dinosaur thing is a metaphor for like why this movie like isn't, is it like the, what this movie is where it's like, they're trying to do something new and different, but it's only just like regurgitating what they think they should do. And it doesn't quite work. Well, I loved it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm uh, glad that one of us did. I, 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 I wanted to like it. I really did, but I just feel like the Jurassic World sequels have just gone on a steep decline. <laughs> um. Well, Lauren, like Transformers. You can, you can read Lauren's. Uh, you can read Lauren's fan page where she just trashes uh, Jurassic Park and explains all of the things that should have been done differently uh, over at <laughs> mof1.network slash Lauren Soapbox. <laughs> um, so uh, is that all? What, no, that, if you're going to rate this, wait, wait, you got to rate it out of 10. You got to rate it out of 10. Oh, geez. Is t 10 is the highest, right? Like, or best, <laughs> sorry. Yes. Best, yeah. yeah. Um. I feel so mean. Like maybe like a four. <laughs> Gosh, five. That's the worst rating you've ever heard you give on something. I I would land there. I feel like I it's think a like solid I would four. give it credit for like 
some very fun little moments, like literally moments. But the whole movie as as one just kind of is a mess. So I don't think it deserves a good score, even though they brought back characters I love. I uh, I would I think I would watch it again, but I I really enjoy Chris Pratt. So. Sure. If mm-hmm. I if the Mario movie doesn't come out soon enough, then maybe I'll watch it one more time. Maybe if Jeff Goldblum in it had been in it as much as Chris Pratt, I would have liked it better. <laughs> I really do like Jeff Goldblum. Will says, yeah. "Can we get a new series? How Lauren would have done it? I, I would. Li- <laughs> I would listen to that every week. I would guys tune in every week. If, if, if you like want to know that, if you want to know that, then just hang out after the record is over. That's where you hear all that stuff." um okay i'm gonna take it from you i'm gonna round this out with our uh our final category i got the unique um combination of front page past so here's what i decided to do i decided to take a little trip over to onthisday.com and i wanted to see what um some things have happened in the past that would have hit the front page on this day throughout history so here's what we got um, on this day, January 23rd, this is, we record these on Mondays, uh, for those of you who are listening to this on the, on the podcast, um, January 23rd, here's a couple of, of things to, to note in, uh, nine, where is it? Where is it? 1973 U S president Richard Nixon announces an accord has been reached to end the Vietnam war. So that the Vietnam war, America's agony is over um, on this day. So we can celebrate that. Woo. Lauren clearly doesn't care that the, the war is over. <laughs> I was, re- I was writing a comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, then, uh, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? 1978, Sweden becomes the first nation in the world to ban aerosol sprays believed to be damaging the earth's ozone layer. I feel like growing up in the, in the early eighties, I remember there being this big uproar about like how hairspray is like killing everybody. <laughs> and I, I forgot about that for years until I read this. Like, oh, that's where that on this day in 1978, we 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 all took up a our picket signs against Aquanet. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and then on this day in 2020, a little bit more serious here, China locks down the city of uh, Wuhan and it's 9 million people in a belated but ultimately successful effort to control the city's COVID-19 epidemic. That Until was like last like three, last month. <laughs> three years ago. Can you believe that was three years ago? That feels that like it was crazy. Yeah, that is totally ago. crazy. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of things about, the, about today in sports. In 2018, LeBron James became the seventh and youngest um, to reach the 30,000 NBA point milestone during the 114 to 102 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. I live in San Antonio for anyone who doesn't know that that's where the, (laughs) (laughs) or maybe, maybe this is better. The San Antonio Spurs. Are y'all ready for this? Um, <laughs> uh, a couple of uh, a couple of where did he go? A couple of famous birthdays uh, on today. We get to celebrate. Everyone say happy birthday to John Hancock, the Ooh. one and only. The, yeah, the one <laughs> and only. And then um, some famous deaths that you might want to know about on this day in 2021. Larry King said his final oh, go- wow. goodbye, Aww. and uh, long, Johnny. Though. Johnny Carson as well. So two major mm, like wow. TV personalities yeah, weird. said goodbye on this day. Okay. So those are, those are a few things about this day, but then this I'm like, different okay. Kind of 23 club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, what, what other days matter? Well, obviously my birthday matters. So I go and I look at my birthday um, and a couple of things to note about my birthday. Would you believe it that the Mayflower 1620, the Mayflower reaches Cape Cod and explores the coast. Is this like a fun test for our listeners where you say all the facts and they have to guess what day your birthday is? Ooh. Oh, yeah. My birthday is November 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, let's do it. <laughs> I, I guess November 19th. Yeah, Luke is guess. very close. I, if we're playing hot and cold, he is boiling hot right now. Um, so that was uh, that was November 19th, 1620. 
November 19th, 1805, Lewis and Clark's expedition, led by Meriwether Lewis and uh, William Clark, reaches the Pacific Ocean. This is when it reaches its apex across the entire country. They make it on my birthday. And they left from St. Louis, where I'm from. Look at that. (laughs) Luke, what, what did you contribute to this? We'll find out on your birthday. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, 1863. This one actually is pretty cool. And I don't know why I'm proud of these because I have I nothing it, to do with it's them. It's your birthday. But this is cool. <laughs> like this share, I share a birthday with this. U.S. President Abraham Lincoln delivers the Gettysburg Address. Oh, that's a very on nice one. On my birthday. Can you believe yes. that? It's a really good and, one. And um, this was a super cool one. In 1985, I was one year old to celebrate my one year birthday u.s president ronald reagan meets the soviet leader mikhail gorbachev (laughs) for the very first time like on your actual birthday (laughs) on my birthday on november 19th the day you were born like the year no 1985 i was one one year old i was celebrating my birthday with you were smashing a cake (laughs) yeah um yeah i don't think we had cakes back then (laughs) i don't think that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all you had back then <laughs> yeah uh what was it depression era cakes where it's just flour <laughs> just mud only <laughs> and, and sewage water <laughs> and you did live in florida yeah oh no um, <laughs> on my birthday this is what i made the connection of earlier that i thought okay on my on my birthday on my birthday november 19th larry king was born <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he was born. What are the freaking chances? And then th- this time, two years ago, he died. <laughs> what? That's oh, really gosh. hilarious. I, to, to, just to understand the amount I'm gonna of I'm going to call the episode The Life and Death of Larry King. <laughs> the Life and Death of Larry King. There's going to be so many angry people when they tune in. <laughs> I know. They're going to think it's a documentary episode that we're like we're di- deep diving into his... Uh... And after they hear a 30-minute rant about Jurassic World. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, well, Jody hey, Foster. We're talking about dinosaurs. Yes. It's true. <laughs> This is all the good. This is this is all the good. Um, then finally, uh, Jodie Foster, who uh, who is sixty years old now, she was also born on my birthday. Famous hey. death on my birthday. You want to take a guess at who died on my birthday? Uh, <laughs> um, no. I'll give you a hint. This person uh, this person died in twenty seventeen. Does that help? Is it a boy or a girl? He is um, a, a man, I believe. A man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny Cash. Close. Charles oh. Manson. Close. Just because both men? Is that the Oh, gosh. Okay. And then Lauren. Oh, shoot. I just X'd off of yours. Lauren, what's your birthday uh, again? April 4th. I know okay. a couple of interesting things. Okay, let's see if they check out. You tell me what what your your famous things are, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna fact check you. Martin Luther King was assassinated on April fourth. Well, if that happened, we're gonna find out right now. <laughs> and then I have some famous celebrity birthday brothers: uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Heath Ledger, David Cross, uh, Hugo Weaving, who turned forty four on April. Are you 4th reading of this offline? No, this is things I remember. You remember this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> These are all actors I like a lot, so I'm like, yeah, they have my birthday. That's the only ones I remember, though. I have four, so that's great. You were you were <laughs> you were absolutely correct. 1968 U.S. civil rights activist Martin Luther King was uh, shot and assassinated. Yep. In Memphis, Tennessee. So um, big downer. Yeah, that is a big downer. Thanks. Um, <laughs> did you know that uh, in 1975, though, on your birthday, Microsoft was founded? Oh, I did Ooh. not know that. Yep, between yeah. Bill Gates and Paul Allen. Uh, to develop and sell basic interpreters for the cool. Altair 8800. I don't think I've used a Microsoft computer <laughs> like since I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> um, here's something special for you, Lauren. A little thing to to hang your 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 ball cap on. 1974, <laughs> Hank Aaron ties Babe Ruth's home run record by hitting his Ooh. 714th Ooh. in Cincinnati, facing like Jack Billingham. Billingham, Billingham, Billingham. Famous birthdays. Did you say Heath Ledger? Yes. Okay. And you said Robert Downey Jr. Those were the other ones. Yes. Uh, Did you also say Maya Angelou? 
No, I didn't okay. know that one. Well, maybe, maybe I didn't know all here. of them. I only knew four. Four for April fourth. <laughs> uh, and Muddy Waters, who looks like he was probably some—I don't know—he's an old soul singer, musician. Yeah. Musician, yeah. I was like, I don't think I know who that is. Um, uh, he was—he was born on on your birthday. Let's see who's died. Who died on your birthday? No one that I care about. <laughs> okay. I got a big one with uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah, like uh, after you, go, like where do you, do you go from? That? Right, where do you go from Martin Luther King? You can't go back to Charles Manson, that's for sure. <laughs> so anyway, not bad. Uh, you've got some. You've got some uh, some really notable stuff on on your birthday. Um, mm-hmm. Way to go, Lauren. Okay, yeah. Luke. Luke comes yes. to us uh, from the hot, hot, sweltery August 9th. Yeah. And uh, a couple things that you need to hear about, Luke. Uh, you know how I said that little thing about Richard Nixon? Well, guess yeah. what happened to Richard Nixon on 1970, in 1974 on August 9th? What? He resigns as president Ooh. of the United States. And Vice Usually President Gerald Ford swears the quit on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of quitters. There's <laughs> a bunch, just a bunch of quitters. Speaking of quitters, let's see who died on your birthday. Let's scroll down here. Uh, we're gonna skip the, the births for a second. Uh, let's see, let's see. Jerry Garcia dies on your birthday. Uh, yeah, oh, I hope you feel mean, good about yourself. You can um, good, I'm sure. And then uh, Sharon Tate. Died on oh, okay. your birthday. Oh. That wasn't her choice. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. True. Uh, we'll go back up to the birthdays then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to something fun. Um, here's here's a fun birthday that I did see on yours, Luke. Johann Michael Bach. Hey. Michael? That's a great one. Michael? Michael? I don't know. Um, and then Whitney Houston was also born on your birthday. Mm, I think yeah. uh, I I know people in real life. Like, so I've met, like, there's three other people I know that have my same birthday that I've oh. met through life. Like, it's odd. Like, friend, two of our Rachel's friends, one is a friend of mine from school. Like, you guys know anybody with your same birthday that you've met? Like, I do, actually. One of my, like, best friends in college had the same birthday as me. And it was funny because... I am a huge birthday person. I love to like okay. throw a big party. I'm like, bring me the cake at a restaurant and sing. He literally one time was like, he hated all that stuff so much. And like, he told us that like, we go out to dinner and you have the waiters come over and sing. I'm literally leaving. And like, they, they started to come out for a table near us. Cause we, we did not say anything. Yeah, we did yeah, not. Yeah. And he literally got up and left and we we're like, <laughs> Dude, no. And we like took pictures of them singing to the other people. We're like, we're we're telling the truth. He's like, I'm so mad at you guys. I don't even believe you. You're just taking oh, it afterwards. Genius. I'm like, so your no. so like- your friendship also died on your birthday. Good yeah. to know. Uh, okay. Anyway, it, this is a fun little a fun little game. If you want to just go and just see, you just go to on onthisday.com, type in the day and um whatever day that is, and you can see all of these noteworthy things. There's so I many the, I didn't list. There's a, there's a ton of stuff. I just kind of hit some of the the highlight things that that stood out to me. But there is a ton of stuff that happened uh, that has happened over history, um, and it all hit the front page at some point um, yeah. in the past. So um, I anyway, counts. I think that I think that does it for yeah. our um, for our we did our it. episode. We did we it, did everybody. It. We just need to roll um, dice, and you we just need to that. yeah. We do need to roll dice for Andrew. Okay, it's four. Okay. Games. Nice. What's, what's the D4 for? Uh, that's to decide whether it's past, present, future, or any. Okay. So the four for Andrew is three. Future. Future games. Yes. Future okay. games. And then for Patrick is a 12 and okay. a three. So he's going to have TV. Future, future TV. TV. Well, I set him up perfectly for that. Give him fashion again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> Doc says. Doc says on the uh, on the the Twitch channel. Did you say a lot of things happened in history? I Luke, did. Since you and rolled for the other it. two, you should roll for me too. Okie dokie. You got ooh natural twenty. Yeah. That means she gets to pick. So you I don't, don't think have to I've roll ever rolled a twenty myself. This is very exciting. You don't have right. to roll the four because she no gets four. to pick whatever she wants. Woo-hoo. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh let's let's run ourselves through the old outro like we mm-hmm. always do. 
If you want to know all the things we talked about, show notes and links, all the stuff in this episode, go over to mofone.network. Over there you'll find, uh, like I said, the the show notes, but you'll also find a, a an archive with so many episodes. We are... This is episode 494, but realistically, we have actually recorded probably 700 episodes or more, if you count all of our like peripheral things and our hot seats and all these other things over the years. We've been doing this for eight years. There is something for you, I promise. So head over to mof1.network and hit the archive, uh, and you can listen to some really incredible episodes from over the years, many featuring uh, Luke Gall in his his supple voice. Um Voices can be supple, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you can do that. <laughs> I threw, my, threw myself off talking about your supple voice. Uh, you can join <laughs> the conversation. happens the best of us. <laughs> you can join the conversation over on Slack. Go to mf1.network slash Slack to, uh, to join the conversation there. There are people in there every single day talking about all of this stuff and a whole lot more. It's a lot of fun. We share uh, the stuff that we're working on. We share news and, and highlights and things that are happening. Um, art drops, all these things, they happen inside of Slack every single day, so hit us up over there. You can catch the show live and never miss an episode just by going to twitch.tv slash mof1podcast, following and subscribing. The subscribe doesn't even have to cost you any money because uh, Jeff Bezos is fitting the bill for you. So if you have (laughs) Amazon Prime, (laughs) you can get this episode um, every week coming to you for free just by using your Prime subscription. And not just this episode, anything that we put on our Twitch, and seemingly it's happening more and more. This week we have two more things happening. We're, we're Ooh, streaming live yes. three times this week, and so uh, head over to twitch.tv slash m1podcast to never miss an episode. Follow and subscribe. And then finally, subscribe, rate, and review the show everywhere that podcasts are sold. You know the drill here. We know that there are some of you listening right now who hear our plea every single week, and yet still you have not rated and reviewed the show. That makes us sad. Luke left... Because you stopped doing this. <laughs> yeah. You're just yeah. being mean-spirited at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. Uh, um, Luke might come back more if you give us reviews and tell us that Luke has whoa, to read whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> This is breaking news, everybody, to Luke. Uh, He's literally just going to pop on to read the review. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't cost you any money. It takes very little time, but it does help us out so, so much. So please uh, drop a review and a rating into, uh, into these areas. We will read them on the air, and they are always a fun time. So just uh, go do that for us. It would help us out. I think other than that, we're going to say a big, big thank you to Luke for um, filling in Patrick's seat. You did a great job. It was it was nice. nice to have you back. It felt a little bit like old times. It was um, nice. Very nice. And uh, back in the saddle, um, as it were. And so thank you for doing that. And hopefully we will see you yes. shortly. Um, but until that time, uh, you can find me at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. I'm at Not Cool Co. everywhere. And I'm at Luke Gall. On all Wherever. the platforms, or just where if, if you get, head to a diner, you just look yeah. for Luke Gall, and that's <laughs> where you'll Put be. A reservation, I'll be there. We're gonna get out of here now, though. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm Luke. Peace out. Adios. Hold on to your butts. <laughs>